Trigger warning. The following episode may contain content that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. In the small town of Berlin, New Mexico, a young girl vanishes while on her daily bike ride. Her family and the town begin to search for any sign of her. No body, no bicycle, no nothing. Until months later, over a thousand miles away, a disturbing Polaroid surfaces with a familiar face. Shocking the nation as investigations uncover confusing evidence and still come up short. This is the story of Tara Calico. Tara was an active girl who took daily 35-mile bike rides down New Mexico State Road. Her stepdad, John, lovingly referred to her as a little machine, always on the go. She would typically ride with her mother, but Tara's bike had recently broke, and her mother was letting her take hers until they could fix Tara's. Her mother's bike was a pink huffy with yellow accents. On September 20th, 1988, Tara's day started like any other, and she got ready for her bike ride. Her mother, Patty Dole, asked her to carry mace with her during this specific bike ride, but Tara refused. You see, the day prior, Tara had a scary incident involving a car almost hitting her several times. Tara was traveling down her bike route when a car got a little too close, almost hitting her. She shakes it off and continues down her trail, but then the car comes back around again, almost hitting her again and then does it again and again. She told her mom, and this shook both of them up pretty good, so I'm not sure why Tara refused. I assume she thought that maybe it was just some kids, or maybe she was overreacting. She had traveled the same bike route for years, and nothing had ever happened before. It had always been safe. She joked with her mother that morning before leaving that if she wasn't home before noon to come and look for her. She had a date at 12.30 with her boyfriend to go and play tennis. So at about 9.30 a.m., she decided to set off so she could make it home in time. But noon came and went, and Tara never comes home. Patty begins to worry and drives the route to try and find her. Not panicked yet, there were no cell phones at this time, so she thinks, maybe the bike broke. Maybe she's walking because she got tired, she needed to stop somewhere. She didn't think the worst, yet. After seeing no sign of Tara, she then calls her boyfriend to see if maybe she just missed her. After he informs Patty that he hasn't heard from Tara all day, she then calls the police. This is a small town and everybody knows everybody, so police immediately start a search party. And they begin to look for any sign of Tara, but they don't find her or her bike. They begin to question witnesses, and people say that they saw her riding, but there were no abductions, just a little strange behavior from a white truck that was tailing her pretty closely. During the searching, they discovered a strange area where it seemed like a scuffle had occurred in the dirt next to the road, and some tire tracks. And the same area was also Tara's Walkman. It was easy to identify since it was bright yellow. During the questioning of witnesses, there was a woman that said that she saw Tara riding between 11.15 and noon, which was so close to the time that Tara would have been finishing up her ride, which means that she would have been pretty close to home. 
But with no leads, police began to question Patty and John about Tara's home life. Would she have possibly run away? Did she ever talk about going on long vacations? The two shut the idea down pretty quickly and described Tara as cheerful and happy, and they said she was just brimming with enthusiasm about life. With no evidence, no tips, no leads, the trail goes cold. On June 15, 1989, about nine months after Tara's disappearance, in Port St. Joe, Florida, nearly 1,500 miles away from where she went missing, a disturbing Polaroid is discovered in a convenience store parking lot. In the photo is a teenage girl and a young boy who both have tape over their mouths and appear to be bound. The photo looks like it's inside of a van that has a mattress in it, very 1970s. The woman who finds the photo takes it to the police, and she's able to describe the vehicle that was in the parking spot where she found the photo. She says that it was a white Toyota van driven by a white mustached man in his 30s. The local police moved pretty quickly to set up roadblocks and try to intercept the van, but they were unsuccessful. The van had already been gone for too long. The Port St. Joe police don't recognize the people in the photo, so they turn to the media for help. And the image gains national attention. And friends of Patty call her because they see the photo on the television and they ask her to take a look because it looks eerily similar to Tara. At first glance, Patty's not so sure if it's Tara since she has tape over her mouth. But the more she looks, the more she notices, the more she realizes it's her. The girl in the image has what appears to be a scar and the same spot on her calf that Tara had as well. And there is a book sitting next to her that is written by one of Tara's favorite authors, V.C. Andrews. The authorities battled whether or not that it was Tara. Some were convinced it was her based off of facial recognition but others said that their evidence showed otherwise. Patty's motherly instincts told her that this was her daughter. Evidence showed that the photo had been taken very recently, like within a month of it being found. The stock that the photo was developed on had not been released until May of 1989. So if it is Tara in the image, then she would have still been alive within that month. But there's another twist in this story. The identity of the young boy in the photo with Tara. With the photo gaining massive attention, a family comes forward claiming that the boy in the photo is of their missing son, nine-year-old Michael Henley. In 1988, the same year that Tara went missing, Michael went missing while on a hunting trip with his father in New Mexico around the same area. But unfortunately, the theory that this is Michael Henley was shut down because in 1990, Michael Henley's remains were found in New Mexico's Zuni Mountains, just seven miles from the campsite that him and his father were at during their hunting trip. Evidence showed that the boy had died of exposure long before the photo would have been taken, so it couldn't have been Michael Henley. But how did Michael die? How did his body end up seven miles away from where he was camping with his father in the middle of the woods? That story might be for another time. In 2008, Sheriff Rene Rivera of Valencia County, New Mexico, 
says that he knew what happened to Tara and who did it. But he would not give names and said that it was two men who would have been teenagers at the time. He claimed that the boys were following her on her bike, taunting her, when they accidentally hit her and they panicked. They disposed of her body in the bike to try to hide what they just did. Rivera said that he couldn't make an arrest, though, due to lack of evidence to prove it. John Dole, Tara's stepfather, was angry about the claims. He would say, why say anything if you can't do anything about it? In the coming years, two more images surface across the U.S. of what appears to be the same girl who resembles Tara. The people in that small town started to talk, all claiming they know who did it, but have kept it hush, not to cause any trouble. They claimed that it was a local incident, which would rule out the abduction scenario and the identity of the girl in the photo would still be unknown. Either Tara was abducted and trafficked across the United States, which happens far too often in this country, or this was a hometown murder swept under the rug to protect the ones who committed this horrible crime. Thank you for listening. If you have not done so already, please leave us a review. This really helps our podcast grow and reach more listeners. I will be reading them out at the beginning of episodes to show my love and appreciation for all of you.